Good afternoon, everyone. This is Stacy with LSDS, and today I'm excited to have another first-time guest to the podcast series. We've got Kim here with us today, and she joined our research team on the risk mitigation side of LSDS in 2022, so just last year, and she brings with her a lot of travel experience, which we're going to utilize today. So welcome, Kim. Thank you. Fun to be Uh, here. Yes. Yeah. These are fun. These are fun. So thank you for joining me. And then today we're going to be talking about travel scams. So we're on risk mitigation side topic again here. And this one, it's not specific to holidays or a certain time of year or anything like that, just in general travel scams. So there's a couple big topics here that we're going to go over. And then we are also going to have in the show notes here too, a list of links of some of the resources we're talking about on here. So no need to like try to take crazy notes while we're talking. We're going to have a whole bunch of links for you at the end. So the first one we have uh, talking about are transportation related scams. Now, Kim's going to start us off with this one. Yes, transportation is huge and you need to plan ahead for both arrival and departure. You're so excited about getting your big flight in wherever you're going, but there's this lag between your flight and getting to your hotel or wherever you're landing for your trip. So one of our biggest recommendations is to plan ahead. You can avoid so many issues if you've planned ahead, and that includes researching how to identify legit taxis. And even though I have traveled a a lot in my life, I ran into this in New York City, arrived from my flight, and before I'd exited the airport, there were Lots of gentlemen there waiting before the sliding doors asking if we needed a ride. And while, yes, I did need a ride. So I went with one of them thinking, you know, this was my taxi. But you get outside and he took me to a separate area with other unmarked cars. Definitely not the legit taxi area. So make sure you wait and that you are accessing legit taxis. One way to do that is to ask hotel staff for taxi recommendations and about rates so that you have some idea of what a trip should cost. Different cities have different rates, so you should you should know that general range. Never get into an unlicensed taxi. I can tell you it doesn't feel very good. (laughs) You know something's amiss, so just don't get into it if it's not a licensed taxi. Some of the most common taxi scams are the broken meter scam. If their meter says it's broken or they tell you that once you get in, find another cab. Another one is that your hotel is closed or booked if they tell you that. They might take you to a more expensive hotel or just another one where they'll get a commission because they brought you there. So those are a couple of the most common taxi scams. You are free to get out, get a different taxi. That's a really good note, too, that check on these things before you get in and close the door. Right. So Mm -hmm. doors open. Check. Ask about the meters. Meter good. Is meter working? Everything confirm that sort of stuff. Or like you said, if it's not a legit taxi, that you can absolutely leave, right? You you do not have to get in. Uber, that's a very common way for people to travel. Now, too, just confirm carefully. They, they send you so much information on that app. Just confirm carefully that the car pulling up to you, because you may look, you know, if you're along the curb, 
obviously like you're waiting for a ride, but the car pulling up to you is in fact your Uber, the driver that's supposed to be getting you, all that sort of thing. It is matching what they've sent you as who's coming to get you. So transportation, those are some of the biggest pointers for transportation. Money scams are another big one. There's all sorts of these out there. So we're going to hit on some of the biggest ones. They're kind of like broad and cover different variations. Depending on where you are at in the world, there's a theme and variation on some of these. We've all heard and probably seen that the scams that start out as a seemingly romantic connection or someone you've met and seemed like a friend while you were in country still keeps in touch with you afterwards and now wants to get married. All right. If things are escalating quickly like that, well, that's that's a little that's nice, but might be a little suspicious, too, if what they're looking for is a green card or citizenship money, that sort of thing. Too much personal information in there, too. So just be aware of that. If at any point someone is asking for money to be sent or for any of your personal information, that's an immediate red flag like that. No, no one. That's too much that they're asking for there. Just don't do it. Any interaction that asks you to pay with a wire transfer, gift cards, or cryptocurrency, don't do it. There's no way to track that money, where it actually went, or to get it back. Okay, so that's a very easy way for scammers to try to get money they can absolutely keep, and there's nothing you can do once it's gone. A common in-person scam is getting a tourist to touch something of value. It could be like a, a dropped wallet, camera, a phone to take a picture, etc., and then accusing that person of trying to steal the item and demanding money from them to keep them from involving the police. And this is often done by teams of people. So seemingly one person drops a wallet, app, picks it up, asks you if it was, this is yours, is this yours, and gets you to touch it or hold it. And then a second person that seemingly is unconnected to this will walk up and say it's theirs and accuse you of stealing it. And so for them to get you to fork over your actual money, they will threaten to get the police involved. And for them to not do that, you need to pay up. So there are in, in across like certain parts of Europe, there are teams of petty crime criminal groups like that that will do stuff like that uh, to get money easily. Another common one you can run into is fake police. They'll stop tourists to check ID and then demand money for some official reason or your visa or something like that that they've made up. If you're ever in a situation like that, ask to see their credentials, their ID, that they are actually officially police. And that's something you can research before you go to so you know what that looks like. and then offer to contact the police yourself, get the actual police involved. The next ones we've got on here, Kim's going to talk about this one, are quote unquote, help me scams. Help me scams. If you're from the U.S., we tend to be very friendly in other countries as well. And, and so we're approachable and people do ask us to help. And connecting that to the money scams you just talked about, when people are asking you for money that can I had someone contact me two decades after I had met them in another country asking for money you know and so wow. it's been hanging around for a while I was so shocked so the help me scams can come in different forms they might appear as someone physically in front of you a person that you um, meet on the street or it could happen virtually so both are Similar approaches, they might pose as a distressed U.S. tourist or a grandparent, 
and they're requesting your help out of what sounds like a dire situation. They'll explain something that sounds, it tugs on your heartstrings and, and you probably do, your reaction is to want to help. But you need to know it's not your job to help them. So if you want to be helpful, you can refer them to the closest U.S. embassy or consulate for assistance if that's what they really need. So don't feel like you personally have to help someone. You can direct them to the source of, of help. And if anyone ever asks you to transport anything for them, you've probably heard this multiple times in the airport recordings. If, it, if they ask you to carry a bag or a briefcase or a suitcase or any kind of a package, don't do it. You need to report suspicious packages to authorities. You don't need to carry anything for anyone else. Some of these scammers, if they're good, they've got good stories, too. And it's oh, compelling yeah. and it sounds right. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, something, it, it, your heartstrings, guard your heartstrings, people, because that's what they're going for. It's going to sound like, oh, yeah, I can, just, I can just walk this over there to that person right there for you. Nope. Make right. it. Sure. Here, here, airport authority, give it to them and they can hand it to them over there. Check it first. Right. <laughs> I don't want to be involved. Don't be the middleman. So a couple a couple more things here to touch on this really quick. Watch out for two, and this is often when you're in the preparation part of your travels, copycat sites for official documents. This can be pretty common for things like international driver's permits, passports, travel visas, things that should not have or be attached to high fees or all this other sort of stuff you're supposed to jump through or you're paying a lot of things. If that is happening, you might be on the wrong site. Cross-check that with the Department of State site. There's a lot of things on there like this that you can do for free or for a very minimal fee. And if that's not matching your experience that you're having, there's a chance that you got kicked onto a copycat site. So that's we're in the cyber side of things now where they can try to reroute you from seemingly they can look very legit. They can be look like you're in the right place. But if it's not matching what's on the official site and do not click on any handy links that are sent to you, go to your browser, open a new page and type in the actual site, the Department of State, then you know you're going to be on the right one. All right, so along those lines, too, free Wi-Fi. So while you're out and traveling, or whether you're traveling or not, anywhere, you could go to Starbucks, just be having a casual coffee tomorrow. Free Wi-Fi that if you don't have a VPN on your phone, scammers can set those up. It could be an unlocked Wi-Fi you can log on to once you're on there, connected to it. Anything you log on to on your device, it's just your your phone, you're scrolling through your phone, they will have access to that. Super easy for them to do. So always our recommendation, we have a whole cyber podcast too that we did, and we have our VPN recommendations on there as well. Yes, yes there we go. Sorry, acronyms. Virtual private network of VPN. There's several options out there, and it will protect you both just at home down the street because that's absolutely a risk day to day here and when you're traveling too. So we do have, and we'll probably do another podcast where we dive into those a little bit deeper too, because depending on where you're traveling to, you might have to research which ones are allowed there, work there the best, et cetera. So, all right, then going into last year, some of our pointers, we've brought some of these up, but how do you prevent falling for a scam or getting involved in anything like that? And also what you can do to report a scam. We've got that at the very end here too. First thing, know where you're going. 
and research, travel research. We've got a lot of tips here. We're going to include these in the notes attached to this podcast where we go through these links and you can look up and just read on like they will have updated stuff on the concerns about petty crime. Are there petty crime hotspots? What are some of the styles of street crime that they see in this area that are pretty common? Because it can change from place to place. Absolutely. So just do all of your due diligence there so you have a good awareness of the, the location you're going to. The Smart Traveler Enrollment Program, another acronym step for that one. Register your trip and then you'll get alerts and stuff like that during your trip as well. And notifications. Very handy. That's really helpful. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Isn't that great? And then tra- official, official keyword here, official travel sites for the, the city that you're traveling to. They do a great job of having a lot of information that it's very helpful. Obviously, it's in their best interest for you to come to their city and have a great experience and then go tell everybody about it so they want to come to, right? So there's often just really good tips on there. Often the very good local emergency number can be found on there, all that sort of stuff. So you can identify like the right taxis, the recommended services to use are often linked on there as well. Those can be very helpful to have. Travel blogs, there's a lot of those out there. There are some, there are people who this is their job to travel and tell you about it and give you their tips and tricks about stuff. So those can be very handy too. And then cross check everything. We are huge fans of like not just one country report here that you've read, but a whole bunch of them. Cross check them. See what everyone's saying across them. Some might have more information here than somewhere over there. So you don't want to miss anything. And just to emphasize the point you already made about using official sites, when you're doing your research, don't click on links. (laughs) There'll be some links that pop up that look really handy and somewhat official, but don't click on links. Make sure you're typing in the original address for the place that you want to go. Also, be suspicious, be skeptical when you're traveling. Don't fall for everything. You're you're probably just having a great time enjoying the scenery and enjoying the people and enjoying the activities, but you have to stay a little bit skeptical. Other countries do recognize that you're a traveler and they're practiced at it. So be suspicious and don't feel pressured into doing anything that someone asks you. Perfect. And then last point here from us is how to report a scam. So if you know, have identified a scam, you got a suspicious email, a suspicious link, like this isn't right at all. Um, you can report, there's a couple places you can report these. There's a cybercrime reporting database for with the FBI and then specifically for Internet Crime Complaint Center, they call it the IC3. We will have a link for that on our notes here. The Federal Trade Commission also has a report fraud location where you can go there to report anything that you've run into as well. And you can also report things to your state attorney general to bring it to their attention that there's something going on. If it's if it's very local like that, good for them to know as well. So we will have links for those in our notes at the end of this for your reference as well. And that's all we have for today. Do you have any other notes, Kim, from your point of view with all the travel you've done? No, just that, you know, you want to enjoy yourself for sure. So enjoy the experience. But part of the experience is learning, learning different cultural norms, learning to stay aware, learning how you are different and probably stand out to locals. 
I think it's a really good point too. And I think bumping into scams and all that sort of stuff is like, it's going to happen. You didn't just fail your trip. I think some people like don't share those experiences because they're like, oh no, like that wasn't good. I shouldn't tell anybody. I just failed my trip. No, it's really important. I think to share, to report it where appropriate. And then to share too and be like, hey, just heads up. This is my experience. You know, everything else could have been perfectly fine, but just in this one little area, just watch out for this. Be aware to raise that awareness. Mm -hmm. For travelers who are coming after you, I think is a really good idea. So pan it forward. But thank you all for listening. We've enjoyed this topic. We touched on this a little bit, some of this stuff before too. We will be back soon with more. And in the meantime, you can always reach us via email. You can get the whole risk mitigation team here at riskmitigation at lsds.us. And we have our website up as well is lsds.us for more information and our previous podcasts are linked on there as well. So thank you so much from LSDS and we will be back soon.